0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the rewind at the show part of the Wayward Artist podcast, the Wayward World podcast. Sorry, I'm, I'm still getting used to like the, the, we rebooted the whole show, Khalif. So <laughs> I'm getting used to the whole intro thing. I'm Sid, your host. And today, the Brukagu is in the house today. We have the host of Spawn on Me. Please welcome Khalif Adams. Khalif, how are you doing, man?
1: fam thank you so much for having me Uh, again i know we've been trying to figure out because of my ridiculous schedule of how to make this work but uh i'm I'm super happy to be here and to get to rock to you today yeah
0: uh
1: it's it's always great to have other folks run the show
0: yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's
1: always nice to not have to do the to actually like make the show. It's awesome. Yeah. That's man. why I love being a guest on well, on the show. So thank you for having
0: me. No, absolutely. You know, I just got to say I just really appreciate having somebody, you know, who knows what they're talking about when it comes to in kitchen work, you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah. you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to the, what that means later cuz my audience does not know who you are. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, man. I uh I really appreciate what's um, he does like I watch a bunch of your episodes and your collaborations with like the kind of you know kind of funny people right mm-hmm. over there those um, folks yeah those folks those guys uh, <laughs> so uh Khalif, for like the uninitiated can you tell the people the wayward artists out there who you are what you do and how do well um yeah how do we know each other why not
1: yeah i mean we're internet buddies we we, again we we roll in a lot of kf circles so you know we're we're all kfbfs in in that way uh for folks who don't know who i am i'm khalif adams i've been running the spawn on me podcast what i like to call the premier podcast spotlighting people of color in the video game industry for about uh eight and a half years uh if i got them if i got the math right we started in 2013 uh and and we're still pushing pretty pretty strong uh you know one of the conversations was you know when he started the show was i don't see any folks who look like me who are having these conversations around video games through the prism of you know the african-american experience the black experience uh, here in america and across the world and what was the what was the missing part of that equation was there was no one kind of digging into it and talking about it that way so after a failed blog attempt <laughs> attempts uh, some years prior to that uh podcasting became uh, a part of the the way we wanted to kind of talk about these stories and share you know what we were thinking about in terms of video games so it has been a wild nuts ride uh for the past eight years and and it's been really cool in the past couple of years to see it kind of grow and and people come to it and and really dig it so uh, again thank you for having me as as a part of all of that uh, uh on the show today so that's great
0: No, that's great, man. You know, I, uh, you know, unfortunately I got introduced to spawn on me during some, uh, hard times last year during, uh, you know, the George Floyd and the Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter movement really, like, kicking off that year. Um, yeah. But you had, like, uh, an amazing, like, roundtable of, like, a bunch of Black creators within the video game sphere, not just talking about what it means to be Black in the video game industry or, like, you know, in the journalism slash video game influencer side of it, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, just in general, what it's like being Black in America. Um, I, and I feel like, yeah, like, you said you were on for eight years. <laughs> like, uh, I just, like, I think... I feel like you're really like starting to show your own like in like in the last couple do you feel like that like in the last couple of years like it's really been getting kicked off now that you're on like kind of funny and a uh, couple other things you know
1: yeah i mean you you wind up uh you know it's this kind of work especially having these kinds of conversations is not a thing that you think about when you think about video game conversations right it is mm-hmm. it is a very um adjacent uh conversation for most of the kind of like you know general gaming populace and general gaming communities they they don't think about those parts of it that much um getting on to and being on uh with greg uh pre-pandemic in the studio uh for the first time was huge like that was the thing that you know i've been a fan of greg and and, and and kf for a long period of time and i've been again having been in this space for a long time had had seen everything you know prior to them Gamespot and giant bomb and we can confirmed and, and all those other podcasts I used to love. Um, but yeah, there was a really interesting turning point there. I think it was a combination of Gary widow wearing my shirt mm-hmm. and, and, uh, Greg and I getting cool and, and having me come onto the show. It is interesting because I, I, it just reminds you of just like how long the podcasting game can be. Um, and, and, and having folks like you find us, you know, in our kind of seventh and eighth year um it just tells you again that like you never know who's listening right which is always a thing to kind of remember is like you're always pulling in new people into the fold and how you how you do that is very determinative of like how people think about the work you do how they come to it when they come to it like again like coming to the show during that george floyd moment you get a very different prism of like what spawn on me is um but it's interesting also because we've just been consistent it's it's dope when people find us now uh i've never like well you should have found us when we were starting out like four years ago i'm like mm-hmm. actually i'm much i'm much happier you found us now because i know what the fuck i'm doing yeah. oh yeah <laughs> as yeah. as opposed to like you know six years ago when i was fumbling through interviews and and, and messing them up and not being good at what i do mm-hmm. uh so so now it's it's much i'm much happier when people find us but it's now it's like you found us you got to share us now you got to you got to do, <laughs> do the work of sharing the show yeah you dig it so yeah, yeah. that's where we landed
0: yeah. And that's what this episode is about. It's about sharing spawn on me and you yeah. Um, You know, yeah. like uh, back then, like last year, we also, I, I was a theater artist at, at the time. So we had yeah. our own conversations about what it means to be black and POC in the theater communities as well. So mm-hmm. uh, those conversations, it's, it's really interesting hearing like different perspectives of it. And it's like, it's not just, it's not just like video games. It's not just theater. It's like it's America, man. Like it's everywhere. Like it's, mm-hmm. which is like the unfortunate thing, you know, as an Arab, like um, I live in a small town and, you know, I, I, I experienced that in the theater community at one point, um, sure. which was like very unfortunate, but it opened up a lot of doors. So um, I was very grateful for that. And then you talked about, you know, uh, you glad that people are now like finding you on spot, uh, spawn on me. Like now that mm-hmm. you know what you're doing, like, that's how I feel about this show. I've been doing yeah. it for about over a year now. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and at first, like, I had no idea what I was going to do, what I was going to yeah. talk about. Like, I was just like, you know what, this sounds really interesting. Like my career is dead at the moment. So why don't we uh, explore this different Avenue? And now I like, we're, we're pretty much like I've recorded over like 60 episodes. So that's far. amazing yeah of like with friends and stuff but also like reaching out to the community and stuff like that we had yeah. mega ran on the show love
1: ran uh, yeah ran, ran is the fam he's good people
0: yeah, yeah. have you listened to live 90 uh 594 i think it's yeah like- i
1: mean i love yeah. i love him man he just yeah. like, he there are very few people who continue to to like move with the time and grow and also just continue to be dope. Mm-hmm. Rand just like he, I, he's going to be spitting dope shit for well into his 80s at this point because he <laughs> because he's just like so good at being able to figure out of just like how to adapt his style in a way that still feels like him mm-hmm. but is also pulling from all these other inspirations in the way that he, he he's digging in this stuff. I remember he did the, uh, remember when he spit over the um, uh, Agatha All Along beat? Oh, when, I didn't hear that. It, like he did like so the 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 wandavision uh agatha song Mm -hmm. there was a dude who flipped it and and made this really dope trap beat over it Mm -hmm. um and then ran spit over it and it was just (laughs) it was masterful because again he's like a nerd he's an artist he has all like i could talk about ran for days because i love him so much but yeah he's brilliant man And, and and it's interesting to hear you talk about the like starting to feel like you know what you're doing Mm-hmm. And it was, it was around that time for, for me too. Cause I produced all the shows for most of the shows. There were some shows I didn't produce. I wasn't on them or whatever, but it was probably around like episode 50 or 60 where you start to kind of be like, okay, I, I know how I want to conduct an interview. I know technically how to get the, the things to sound good. And, and, and my edits are, are more uh, concise now and all that kind of stuff. Cause I, God, I remember we used to, we used to do a two and a half hour show uh-huh. uh, every week. And it used to be murder for me as an editor. I was oh, like, okay. I hate this. This <laughs> is the worst thing on the planet. And why did I do this? Mm-hmm. Um, hence the reason why I shows are now a hour. About a little bit over an hour is a long show for us at this point. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I feel you on that for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, my shows are about an hour and a half or so. But I with minimal editing, really, I, I, I yeah. kind of like to keep the... The humanistic aspect of like you know us fucking up so and a yeah. lot of them a lot of them are my friends so it hasn't really been consequential of <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> I didn't I don't feel like I have to be professional I mean just recently uh, we got uh, nominated for an award for, for an inclusion like congratulations uh, yeah and uh, we got nominated though and uh, we got second place is like the second best local podcast in the Inland Northwest. Oh, and, yeah. every, and every time we screw up or anything like that, it's like, don't worry, fam. It's uh, we're only the second best podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, look, you're yeah, in your first yeah.
1: year and you're already gotten, getting nominated for an award. That's fantastic. Like that's, I, a, that's an achievement for sure. Yeah,
0: it, it was crazy, man. I, um, I could not believe like, if you asked me last year, like that was not the, in the realm of possibility. <laughs> and now I was just like, dang, Uh, I got nominated mostly because like I uh, campaigned, (laughs) Uh, you you got to, you know, you
1: got to campaign for your own shit. You have to, like no one's going to do that work for you. You got to do it. That's, that's that's awesome. That's super dope.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to me- you more, Kalief. Uh, But before I do that, uh, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, this is The Rewind. It's a show part of the Wayward World podcast. We show er- each and every Sunday. I sit with the Wayward artists, and we talk about a person or something that they're thankful for. Uh, it's based on Jared Petty's podcast, Pockets Full of Soup, or the Top 100 Gaming Podcast, whichever one you listen to. Um, please follow us on Patreon, patreon.com slash waywardworldpodcast, uh, and subscribe Follow, share on all the podcast services. Anything with a cast at the end of it, we are there. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Just look up the Wayward World podcast because we don't have enough subscribers for a URL. <laughs> <All right. laughs> now, now Khalid, before I ask you uh, the question, I ask everybody on the show earlier in the in the episode, we talked about cooking. Um, yes. Yeah. Do you want to like talk about this specific uh, this specific person just for a little bit?
1: Uh, this guy who <laughs> follows me around on the internet all the time and he can't make good food and his, his cooking is terrible and mm-hmm. bad at hosting stuff and yeah he's not handsome worst. and he's he's not a good dad and he's a terrible human being a bad <laughs> husband oh. he sucks mm-hmm. like god i hate this dude because he's yeah. freaking awesome um uh, so paris lily uh host of the x cast and gamertag radio um like he he is one of my best friends on the planet and uh, it, it probably kind of leads into the, the questions you ask every week nice um but I but I think the thing that I think about Paris with the conversation around the cooking bits were uh, I think it was probably like two years ago um I gave him a little bit of shit, uh on the internet I was around it was like Christmas Eve Mm-hmm. Uh and Damn. I was feeling salty for yeah, I was <laughs> that's mean to be talking shit about people on Christmas Eve, right?
0: Yeah, the grand Um
1: yeah, right, right. And yeah. he um he had put out a, a video of his of him talking about his seven up cake. He was like, I make this fantastic seven up cake. Uh, and I was like, yo, your cakes are terrible, you probably can't even cook. because <laughs> um, we've known each other for like over a decade at this point. Mm-hmm. Um and he puts up this video where he's like talking to his wife in the background and he's like, I don't make I don't make bad food. I make art. <laughs> and I heard that part and it was funny because <laughs> we were like, we were in the pan. No, we were, this is pre pandemic, I think at this point. Yeah. And, um, I, I just remembered like, there's an interesting part about being, um, inspired to create. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are times when you're down, especially as a content creator, you're doing it for a long period of time when you're just like, I don't know where to pull inspiration from especially if you like a lot of different things because i like lots of stuff i I like making music i like to fly drones i like to you know uh uh, dabble in in video production like a lot of different things i have a lot of different tools that i like to dig into uh that make me feel creative and i feel like that energy moves itself back into the podcast Mm -hmm. Uh, so when i'm not able to kind of use all that stuff in the show directly I need other things from the world to kind of make me feel smart or make me feel Mm -hmm. like I'm on it or make me feel like I'm like, um, being as creative or using those parts of my mind that I don't need a chance to use all the time. And he said that thing. And I was like, I've been making beats on my phone for like two, three years or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was like, I I gotta use, I need to make a beat out of that. or flip that into something, make a remix of it or something. (laughs) And I made this remix of it and then it got on the internet. And then it blew up because it, it was like me talking about how bad he was cooking, but I would intersperse the parts of him talking about how he makes art with the worst looking food on the internet. So it was like spaghettios in Jello. It was like oh, uh, meat. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, like wow. meatloaf in the shape of feet. <laughs> uh, It was like the most burnt food on the planet. And I would like okay. intersperse it while I would like chop up the, the music to have him talk over it. And weirdly, it blew up. It was like wild how far it went. So he came back with his own retort. And then we went back and forth for like a year. Yeah, And then it wound up kind of moving into this whole other space where he got me really good. I forgot what he got me with. He said something that that like knocked it out of the park. And then I was like, well, you know, we gotta, we gotta like make this real, we gotta, we gotta make this real beef in a, in a, in a real fun way. So I spent a bunch of money on cameo and got a whole bunch of celebrities to roast the shit out of him.
0: Yeah. I saw that. That was funny.
1: It was great. I went and did like the, who are the people in your neighborhood song, Mm -hmm. uh, and, 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 and chopped that up into a video and and had somebody edit it to make it look really cute with the, with the other stuff. And then that was like, he got wrecked on the internet. I was feeling good about myself. And then, Mm Um, um, two, like a year is of cheer years some change later, he's starting to grow, and he's his his uh his presence is starting to get much bigger. Xbox taps him to, to, to cover their Xbox showcase. Uh we've been talking crap on the internet for a while. People are digging it, people are having fun with it, and it's you know, it's it's fun, it's not mean spirited. He goes on to the to the to the to the show and does a like, hey everybody, I have this Xbox controller, <laughs> and it says I can't cook on the front. And he murders me on a global scale, like I'm <laughs> done. Like I'm wrecked at that point. I have people now and it was good. Cause like we talk about some of this stuff. It's never like, Hey, I'm gonna tell you exactly what it is. So we can blow this up on Twitter kind of stuff. It's never that right. But it is like we we are like, I got something for that ass. Like it's it's that kind of stuff. It's like, I got something for you. I'm not telling you what it is. I got something for you. You might want to pay attention to Twitter tomorrow because I'm going to throw that shit on the timeline. <laughs> and it's just been so great. Like it's been one of those things where um I think in an Internet where everyone loves to ta- to tackle all or, or likes to amplify all the negativity in the space. Mm-hmm. Like the internet, like, like Dunkin' Donuts runs on, you know, X, Y, Z. The internet runs on shitty, shitty takes beef and, and, and people being mean. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that what people have kind of attached themselves to with this thing, and, I, and there are people who are like, oh, right, yeah, I need to stop. This shit It's getting boring now, <laughs> but it's like fantastic to see two, two black men have fun, give each other love spread good vibes to each other and into the rest of the world and say like, look, we're ribbing each other in this fun way, literally ribbing each other in this fun way. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's nice for all of you to be a a part of it. Internet, like Xbox has gotten into the, into the, 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 the shade on me, like multiple brands have gotten into the fold talking crap about the way we cook and and all that stuff. Mind you, we've never had each other's food. We've never cooked a meal for each other at all, ever no one like no one has ever seen the food that i make but it's hilarious They're like i'm not gonna get mad at xbox wanting to amplify me in the way of shading me and telling me i can't cook i'm not gonna have a multi-global brand be like I'm, i hate the fact you talk about my food like no it's fun right so so that's the foundation for all of that stuff um and now i'm just like sitting in the wings trying to figure out the best way to still get him back because i'm still like i'm still down a peg uh so it's, it's just fun. Like I I appreciate people who can have fun in this life. And I know that everything is not great all the time. I know that the world is not always, you know, at its best. And for the most time it's, it's, it's probably much worse than we get a chance to see, but I don't want to spend this life being mad about everything. I don't want to spend this life being upset about all the things you have to find joy in the spaces that you can, if not, then what is this life for? Mm -hmm. So, uh, it's been fun to be able to dig into it for sure.
0: Yeah. I want to get to that last part. Cause that really meant a lot to me, but you know, I got a good idea for you. Yeah. You know, you know how uh how you know how we have like that little gold disc out in outer space, like yes. for the aliens to listen to like music, yeah. like it's, it's basically that's it. You know, like we put the, the track that you made <laughs> <laughs> the viral track of like, <laughs> of like you like shitting on Paris's food <gasps> and we send it out to outer space. So not just like, the world knows now but like even the aliens they got the
1: galaxies him. have to roast him about <laughs> his food i'm okay with this like yeah. look i i have i've actively been campaigning on twitter to get every dev that i know to put an easter egg in their game about how paris makes shitty food like i've been i've been literally talking to people behind the scenes and being like can we get, can we put this in this game like can you make it happen like we already got hitman 3 mm-hmm. so now i'm trying to get the rest of the games out in the <laughs> world uh to put some stuff in there about his shitty food
0: yeah, well, I look forward to, like to seeing that happen one day, like on a global scale. Because like, fingers crossed you,
1: for me. If we lobby enough, I get all of your viewers to come come along with me on this ride. And we, and yeah. me. I mean, I just what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go on the show like caravan and start like going on people's shows and lobbying, like I'm running for Congress. I'll be like, yo, every I need all, I need your vote so we can get everyone to talk about how shitty his food is
0: yeah well <laughs> i want to go to your last part though of like yeah. not being like uh you know not, not being angry all the time it's yeah. like that that's that's kind of how i felt last year you yeah. know just seeing like everything that was going on even like going into this year too it's just like mm-hmm. man it was just like nonstop, like just beating after beating of just like yeah. bad stuff like th- throughout the whole thing and it was just like it was so hard on like a lot of days to just like grab grab onto something that was like positive. Yeah. You know Um, you know, the podcast here is like one thing where I get to like talk to friends and mm-hmm. get to reminisce and go back and think about people that in our lives that like have touched us and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, But you know, now that I, I'm not going to say like we're out of, out of the woodworks yet because sure. Delta out there and everything, but you know, I'm a little bit more confident about like, going out and seeing people and you know just wearing my mask and mm-hmm. yeah yeah sure like you know my my scratchy throat was just like oh shit is this, is this it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, like you know the doctors the doctors they tell me like now you're, you're you're okay it's uh probably just with the change of the seasons so it's like yeah that's happened before so like yeah. that makes sense so yeah. you know but like you know COVID's still there but like oh mm-hmm. yeah that that was the other thing like uh going out for like the ceremony for yeah. my award it was like man we're going out I, this is the first time I'm, i've been to a club in like two years mm-hmm. and uh it's so weird because it's oh, like yeah. i want to I have fun but then i'm like delta's there like uh, delta's dancing on that dance floor too <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> so i'm like trying to like stick away for stay away from there um i was double masked and everything and yeah. like, but like also it was still fun you
1: know yeah it's interesting like we were, my wife and I went to our concert maybe end of last month for the first time in two years and Portland is really interesting because Portland is like pretty progressive in terms of like it's politics for um kind of paying attention to uh vaccination numbers and doing that kind of stuff like I think a lot of people are have done the work to, that, they're, that they're kind of supposed to have done but it is that weird, like specter in the room. It's just like, all right, who's oh, like, I remember how things felt really different when, especially moving from New York to to Portland, some years ago, I've been in Portland now for six years, but like my New York energy is always still there. So like, I'm hyper vigilant all the time, like I'm paying attention to everything all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember, you know, like New York is a dirty ass city. I love my, I love my (laughs) city, but it's a dirty ass city. That's true. Yeah. You like asses and elbows on the train. Like there's no space for you to have space in New York. Right. Mm -hmm. And just remembering like I've been breathing in so many people's germs and body parts and dust and shit for decades and been fine. Mm -hmm. Now you, you hear someone cough and you look and you're like, where like, like where's the sniper from the top of the roof that's going to take them out with a with a tranq bullet right and just lay them out and be like yo we got to take you in for testing like it's it's wild Mm -hmm. now how we've now become hyper focused on sick Mm -hmm. in that way when a lot and it's also interesting about the whole mask wearing part about like there's so many so many places around the world where that's just commonplace yeah as a courtesy to your fellow to your fellow human right as like oh I am not feeling well I don't want you to feel bad too let me put on a mask for all of us right and to see so many people now freak out about putting on masks because it's against their religion or or it's against their moral code or Mm -hmm. they don't want to do it because it's against like their freedoms of movement and breathing and it's it's a lot of stuff where that normalcy that you used to feel really just attached to Mm -hmm you pay attention to in a very hyper um focused way and I think that that's it's good and it's bad like again like I want everybody to get vaccinated please go get vaccinated wash your Mm -hmm. hands wash your butt Mm -hmm. uh and also make sure you're like paying attention to your neighbor because I think that that's just like the thing that goes back to that conversation about like what does normal mean right and I think when you have these like really wild inflection points in history the norm doesn't fit anymore like, I, I would love to go back to pre pandemic vibes. Like, I don't mind people blowing on the candles on the birthday cake. Like, I, you know, like I'm not tongue kissing on my friends anyway, so it's not going to be <laughs> that deep. Any like, if you were sick, we're going to get sick. And like, I I know my immune system is is, is where it's at as a human already. Like, it's not going to get better. It's not going to get worse unless something really bad, bad happens. But like, you know, I'm not going to not hug you when we have that moment of like, yeah, we vaccinated with like, I'm gonna believe in science and be like, all right, science is good. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think it depends on so many things, but it has changed a lot of the way that people have those interactions, but it has been really good to see people be really reflective about what they missed during the pandemic, like going and being in a room and feeling the energy of other human beings is. You can't, you can't replace that. Like that's just not a thing that you can replace, especially when you're listening to like great music or in a space where you're having fun and, 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 and joking and laughing or having a really good time. Like you, you, I forgot how much I missed that. Um, and it was nice to be able to get a little bit of that back in the past couple of weeks for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm very curious cause like the show's about gratitude and, yeah. uh, there was like maybe three people that you wanted yeah. to talk about today. Um, was there, uh, who did you have in mind that you wanted to talk about, especially like with uh, all this talk about the pandemic and miss talking to people and laughing and hugging people, yeah. uh, et cetera, et cetera. Like, is there three people in mind for you? Uh, and I'm giving you, I'm giving you the pass for three people. <laughs> <I appreciate it. laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. Is there three people in mind that you um, just want to shout out or talk about?
1: Yeah. Like I, I talked about Paris a-, a minute ago, but I, I, I really want to, like give him his props i think a lot of people don't understand how much work it takes to get to where he's gotten Mm -hmm. um a lot of people don't give him his flowers in the way that he deserves and i think that the thing that i remember for both of us was probably about three years ago we both were like in that moment of like wanting to hang it up like i don't think a lot of people know that that we you know we you know me him danny pena um, Peter Toledo over at gamertag radio, like we, we chat often cause the podcasting game is small. If you're in black and brown spaces and you're always trying to lift each other up because it's not easy, right. Of trying to do things for, for a really long time. Like they've been, gamertag radio has been going for 20 years now, which to say out loud is fucking wild mm-hmm. cause I'm not that old. And I remember when they started, <laughs> um, me even doing our show for, for almost nine years now at this point feels nuts to say out loud. Um, cause I've never done anything this long yeah. <laughs> besides be married and live. Like those yeah. are the two yeah. things that I've th- like, those are the two things at this point that outpace you know, in terms of time, like spawn on me has been with me for a middle schooler amount of time at this yeah. point. Um, but Paris and I. It's been great to have someone who is your peer, your mentor, and also your friend, In a but it's never been competitive, right? Like, I think there's a thing within the black and brown community too, where, when you have folks who are like getting bigger in terms of their scope of visibility, there's a lot of times where there's a lot of folks in that space where you look at the other person, you're like, I want to be, I want to be bigger than you and i will i will do things to get to be better than you or bigger than you in that way and not nefarious ways but you 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 put this interesting like uh competitive thing on the other person that isn't necessary to be able to get bigger um but we've never done that and that's felt really dope i don't have a lot of uh uh, friends in general um and i don't have a lot of male friends i have mostly uh, mostly women friends in my life. I've, I've just grew up around women, uh, and have atta- and have felt closer to that energy always. Um, but having someone like Paris in my life, who's been able to push me, been able to say like, you can maneuver here. Don't give up, which has been the biggest thing. Uh, cause I wanted to give up a bunch of different times, um, has been really, really good for me. It's been good for our relationship, it's been good for the visibility of what that blackness looks like to the external world too, Mm -hmm. uh, where we've never been anything but ourselves while also being and growing in the space and having that visibility come upon it and having the more, having more responsibilities thrust upon you because of that representation. Mm -hmm. But like, I can look at him now and be like, you're the same cat that I remember when we first met and it's dope in that way in the in the personal in the personality way in the in the like ethos way he's much bigger and grown in in much different ways now in terms of his visibility in, in the in the power that he has now but like looking at him and who he is as a dad and who he is as a parent and who he is as a as a, as a as a husband um and all that kind of stuff like i tap into that stuff sometimes and be like man like that's a good dude like i know the internet hates good people but like you can't shit on paris in my mind but he's a good he's a good cat yeah
0: um
1: so that's so that's you know it, it is it is good to be able to have people in your life who you can say like they're the real deal all the time and and it and it doesn't change in that way
0: yeah Do you um get, oh mm-hmm. did you, did you want to talk about no no it? no keep, oh. keep 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 going well no yeah i i i've just seen paris and yeah. seeing how much he's grown you know like he hosted yeah. like an e3 show like, well, like uh, it was the Xbox showcase, you know, yep. but like it was a, dr- a dream come true for him as someone like who enjoys Xbox a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's so cool because, yeah, it seems like you guys have um, it sounds to me like it's not necessarily like you guys are competing against each other, but it's more like, you know, how can I be like uh, like you guys are inspiring each other to do better and better mm-hmm. Um was there any particular like instances where Paris is like uh, pushed you to like maybe change something on Spawn on me or within yourself, just like as a person like has.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it goes back to, cause like at a certain point too, you're fairly baked. Like I think, you know, I'm a little bit, we're both older in the space too. So like mm-hmm. my personality parts are just probably in there at this point. Right? Like I'm not gonna change too much of like who I am as a human, unless there's like a really profound thing. Like, you know, I, I was just watching a show about Malcolm X and, and, uh, Muhammad Ali, and he had his Mecca moment where he fundamentally changed his worldview in a lot of different ways. I'm constantly learning, um, about the world and the space and trying to be curious in that way and trying to make sure I'm not being an asshole to other, other human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that, that what he has given me is the, and we do this for each other a lot is we celebrate each other's wins. Um, I never look at something that he gets a chance to do that I, of course, like I would love to have done the Xbox showcase thing mm-hmm. or, or some of the stuff that he's been, he's been a part of, but I've never looked at it as like, man, I wish I was in his spot. Like it's never that it's like, shit, I wish I had an opportunity like that. But I'm infinitely happy for him because I know he, he also knows the weight of what that means for all of us in that space. Like it's like an interesting layer of hopscotch where like he gets a thing that pushes all of us forward. I get a thing that pushes all of us forward in my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some people who like hate the fact that we're doing well, (laughs) (laughs) which is, which is in, in the community outside the community. But I think the things that we talk about of just like, being steady and paying attention to what that visibility means and giving each other when we're both feeling down or like, you know, you talk about everything from like, you know, how did you host that thing? How did you feel about it? How did it look like? I will often send him a thing, you know, before I send it out, sometimes it's like, I just need another set of eyes on this. Can you look at it and like, give me your thoughts on it? Did I hit the mark? Right. Did I ask the questions? Right. You know, all that kind of stuff. Cause we have a, we have a, a mutual respect for the way we do the art too which I think is actually really important. Um, cause I love the way he does an interview. Um, and I think he would say the same for, for, for my stuff. Um, and those things are the, the parts that you kind of, you're using that back and forth energy to kind of continue to push each other forward and give each other tips and be like, yo, go get that interview fam. Like go get that joint. Cause that's like perfect to get. Oh, you snagged it. That's dope. Like I can't wait for you to put it out. Like that kind of stuff is, is, is in that mix too. So mm-hmm. that has always been, uh, at the, at the base of, of all of this stuff which has been good
0: yeah and it sounds like yeah you have a really good like community too of like you know not just Paris but Danny Pena and you know even kind of funny now like the kind of funny crew um like and it kind of just starts from there it starts with like the small groups like and then growing out from that small group eventually like that 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 growth outside that small group happens Uh, like in my from my perspective anyway, doing this podcast and everything like that. Like every single person on this show has been a friend of mine uh, or a collaborator. And um, I think a lot of people are hung up on like, at least the people who are starting off, like, you know, whether it's a podcast or video game, even theater, like uh, Mm -hmm. when I was doing theater stuff, like they're always so caught up on like the big cats, like the big, people, and it's just like, man, you got uh, like, and that's what my professor told me too. You know, it's like, you got, your best friend is a playwright you know and you're right. and you're a director go do a play you yeah. know like yeah. do, and you know like that eventually led up to like me doing a play in a bar you know like that's and, awesome yeah so and I, I eventually you know getting a grant from like the city of spokane you know to like yeah. do a project that eventually got canceled um <laughs> yeah. but uh you know it it starts off small it starts off with like the community space and you know you got to have that and it sounds like you Specifically with Paris, like, I don't know your relationship with the other guys, like too much, but like from what you're talking about with Paris, it's like, y'all, you're always uplifting each other and every win that uh, the other has is a win for the other person. That's what I said when uh, uh, Spokane Stage left theater, uh, won won the inclusion award uh, instead of me. And I was like, you know what? I had the artistic director. Uh, of the the theater on my show, yep. so I'm like, you know, I'm claiming this win too. <laughs> oh you know? yeah,
1: you got to do it. And, and I think that that's a, a part of it. Like, so like, you know, I, Danny Danny Pena on that show is like the Godfather of podcasting in the gaming space. So it's like I I knew of him before I knew of many many other folks in the space, including Paris. um But it is that it is that like you want you you're rooting for the people who you know who have been in the game for a long time, and I think it takes a long time to get your flowers, but it's also been one of those things of like, I'm very lucky in the, in the respect of like the way I look at the industry too, where like, I didn't go into this industry looking for clout. Mm-hmm. I went into this industry looking for people who I can, who I was inspired by and to learn more from, mm-hmm. and to also like, uh, you know, my own personal ethos about the show in terms of guests is like. I don't bring anybody onto the show who I don't think is dope in some form or fashion. like I'm not gonna bring you on the show just because you had the, the highlight of the day or you were in the conversation, you know last week in a big way. like I don't give a shit about those parts. Like I want to know why you do what you do. Like you could be doing anything else in this world. So many other things in this world. It's so the reason why I love talking to developers and talking to people who are like behind the scenes. Because if you have those stories and if you go back through the like list of, of people we had in the show yeah. and you ask them things about non-gaming shit that they do, you're like, how the fuck did you end up in gaming? And how did you stick? And how did you stay? And why do you stay? And all that kind of stuff. And you you find fascinating stories about like the why of why people do this stuff and, and why people are attached to video games and how they've gotten here. And I think it does start with your kind of local circles and your smaller circles and you know it it, the the blessing and the curse of of not having co-hosts anymore is the uh you you miss a little bit of those parts too because each one of those folks when we had when we had two co-hosts on the show they would pull in other stuff that that was just like oh I think this is really interesting let's talk about that so it, it, it sped up the ability to kind of like fully flesh out conversations in that way um, but yeah, like having just dope folks in your circles and thinking about them and and their being bases of knowledge that you can tap into. is like, there's nothing better than that the, on the planet.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think we inflated, uh, Paris's ego enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, screw
1: that dude. He sucks.
0: <laughs> who, who are the, uh, who are the other two people that you had in mind that you wanted to talk about today?
1: Um, my wife mm-hmm. is definitely in that mix. Mm -hmm. Um, spawn on me would not be here without, without her. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I I don't think a lot of people who go into content creation, give their spouses or their SOS, other people in their lives in that way, the credit for holding down finances or not getting mad when you want to spend that extra amount of money or, uh, believing in your dream in a way that you couldn't, uh, or giving you that support that is just like, I suck at what I do them telling you no you don't um like those things you know are monumental in a lot of different ways like she's not a gamer at all uh when we first met we had a lot of beef about video games
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh before, to be fair before you yeah. continue what's her name <laughs> oh
1: Jill. uh so 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 jill is, is is her name
0: all right there we go
1: um and uh when Jill and i met it was really wild so like we are very much country mouse city mouse we're from very different spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, we met back in New York. She's from Kansas. I'm from the Bronx. Uh, perfect match made in heaven yeah. automatically <laughs> culturally. Um, and she was working in the social work field at that at that point and video games. If you, if you're from an outside space, looking in at video games, it's extremely hyperbolic, it's extremely, um, has a lot of dude energy in it. It is very, uh, misogynistic in a lot of different ways. It's hyper violent in, in many different ways. And if you're a social worker who is finding someone new in your life, you're like, what in the fuck is wrong with this Mm -hmm. dude? How do people like this as a hobby? They spend this much time and money on this. Why would you do this? Right. And I remember there was a very specific moment when Joe came over to my apartment and, um, we were getting ready to go out and, uh, I was playing mortal Kombat, <laughs> uh-huh. and she, you know, mortal Kombat, even a couple of versions ago was a lot about having, having like the most scantily clad costumes with the most blood and gore that you can possibly see. So mashing those two things together, uh, while meeting a, a very feminist, uh, uh mm-hmm. <laughs> woman coming over who's digging into social work and asking people about their feelings every day. Mm-hmm we had lots of conversations about like, what does this mean? Uh, And it was interesting because you just don't know how that plays to other segments and other non-gaming audiences until you are like, you meet someone who doesn't play. Mm -hmm. And they show you a little bit of the stuff that you're always not, that you're kind of not thinking about. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was pretty profound in a lot of different ways. It hasn't changed my gaming habits because that part is also big. But it did give me more respect and and acknowledgement for how things play in other circles. So when you're talking about video games to other people, how you lay that conversation down for them is very important Um, because I think a lot of people don't see the value in it and the fact that it's art and the fact that it builds community and the fact that it builds charity and the fact that it does all these other good things in the world besides know hiring and 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 keeping people employed and giving them purpose and stuff like that um so people don't understand that those layers are in there so it was very difficult in the beginning of trying to um get jill on my side about like hey i want to do this thing that's going to cost thousands of dollars and lots of my time and have me fly around the country sometimes and be gone and do all this stuff and for the first couple of years, she was like, I don't know about this. This is kind of stupid and I don't like it. And why do you guys spend that kind of money? This is our money. What are you doing? Cause it was before the show was making money. Um, so I was, so a lot of the reason why I thank her is because a lot of Spawn of me in the initial phases of it was family, was family money. Um, and you need buy-in from, you know, for the other person in that, in that equation to be like, I believe in you. And I believe in this enough to give you the resources to do it in a way that you feel like you need to 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 accomplish what you need to. Mm -hmm. Um, and that changed maybe like three years in, I got this really nice email from this gentleman in Germany, uh, and, and, and they shared that they were like, you know, I'm, I'm a white German man. I had never heard of your show before. Um, I didn't ever think about what video games look like through a, a prism of your black experience um thank you for teaching me about what that means and also for putting me on to de la soul music <laughs> um when i sent that to her and she had this light bulb moment and it was like oh because you know one of the things that in our relationship um she was she was very much in the church mm-hmm. uh and i was an atheist so again wow. perfect match yeah. <laughs> uh, about how that works And one of those, and during the time that we had started dating in the early phases of it, uh, because she was so heavy into the church, she was like, um, stipulation of us dating is like, you gotta come to church with me. And I was like, what? I was like, why I don't even believe, what do you (laughs) mean? Like, why is this a thing? Right. Mm -hmm. And for a while we went to church together. I actually got baptized, uh, and then went back to being an atheist.
0: Uh, (laughs) That's a TLDR of that. Yeah,
1: But learning about community through my time when I was in church and her being like at a foundation of like, how do you help people? Right? How do you find ways to use the things that you do use the things that you are purchasing, use your time to help people. That email was that button was that light bulb moment for her to be like, oh, this is not just you fucking around and talking about video games with your friends. Like this is helping people. Um. And that was profound for her in a big way. And that also was a light bulb moment for me to be like, oh, well, this is not just a show that I get a chance to do. Like this has a purpose. It's given me purpose. It's given me a space to be able to grow Mm -hmm. and learn about myself and how I can be of use on the planet while I'm here. Um, so I have to give massive love to her, uh, for that. I think it's, it's, um, It's rare to see people who, who will give you that space to be your fullest self in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and when you do like, you know, if you're, if you're in the Marion Marion space, or if you're in that space, you want to stay with people for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Like it's nice to be able to to have them be the people who back you up for, for any of that kind of stuff. So uh, massive love to Jill, uh, for always being there and continuing to push and letting me be an asshole on the internet. (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I, I think that's so cool. And like, I, I love it when partners like support each other. Yeah, Like, like, that's like, you got to have that, you know, like, especially yeah. like both ways. I'm sure you there are a lot of things you do for her that supports her hobbies interests and stuff like that but i think like what's uh the takeaway from that like in the video game sphere is like how video games are like kind of seen in the public eye you know mm-hmm. like and you know oftentimes like the bad stuff from video games like come out you know like yeah. uh i would consider like the apple and epic like debate thing like yep. that that was that, that was a weird thing uh game the stock do you remember the stock market that yeah. happened this year <laughs> the gme stuff yep yep it yeah. was no joke Yeah, like, that stuff, um, like, that's the stuff that often, like, uh, gets put out there in the world in, like, video, like, in regards to video games compared to, like, you know, the stuff that happened with with you in Germany, with the German guy, Mm -hmm. and how much Spawn on me means to him, and Spawn on me in general, and, like, what they do, what you guys do over there, like, for the people of color in the community, in the video game space, like, no one, no one sees that, and, like, I just, like, it's so fascinating, because, like, we know that in theater, that like uh, theater has the power to like change people. I- I'm not in theater for like my own. You can watch my episode of the podcast where I talk yeah. about that. <laughs> Why well, yeah, I'm not yeah. in theater anymore? But like you know, a lot a lot of like art and entertainment. Like yeah. we, we like we know that like it's not all the same. Um, like people take away a, a lot of things from like certain kinds of art, whether it's like a Marvel movie or an art house film, yeah. but like people can't wrap their head around that when it comes to video games, which is like, yeah, that, it's fascinating. I think.
1: I think, well, I think, I think the interesting part about games is that games is still young.
0: Yeah. Like
1: yeah. if you think about the time frame of how long games have been here, it's about as long as I've been here, which is like 40, 42 years. Right. Mm. Um, i grew up right at the like beginnings of the video game thing video game spaces being a thing um so so it does come across in that way of like i just don't think people recognize just how how vast the experiences can be because it is still fighting through the stereotype of like dudes in the basement Mm -hmm. doing that stuff but like if people understood just how many people are playing who are not dudes and various kinds of people who play all the time like the, the number that always, rem, that I remind people of is like half of the gaming community is all women. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the folks who play in the spaces that we think of like home entertainment are all black and brown mm-hmm. folks all the time. Like we uphold an overindex in all of those spaces, more than our white, white counterparts all the time. And it's the reason why I think Spawn me is really important. And like the way I'm thinking about how we talk about games and from marketing and all those conversations of like, you're never thinking about us when you put out that ad, right. But we're the ones spending most of the money. Mm. And again, it's like, I'm not going to talk about it in, in capitalistic terms, but I think that the way that people think about power, that's a layer of like moving communities forward, like financial wealth, financial stability. Being able to understand your worth within those layers too is, is, is important alongside conversations of social justice, alongside conversations of diversity and inclusion and equity. Um, They all play a part in the biggest ecosystem of like, how do you get into a space where you can all move together in a good way? Um, People don't think about it in that way. They're just like, Oh, you just play Mortal Kombat and oh, you just play that one particular game. And I'm like, no, people play a bunch of stuff that you just don't pay attention to. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, um, uh, I want to kind of get us out of here pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, have no one, we have one more person and uh, some lightning round questions. But uh, tell me about that last person. Who? Who's the one last person you want to shout out?
1: Super fast last person because uh, I broke the rules is Adam Sessler. Adam Sessler is really? the fam. Um, yeah. People don't understand that the f- reason I got into my first E3 pro in a proper pass not one that I made back in twenty twenty oh five uh, that I snuck into, uh, don't tell anybody, uh, it was because Adam Sussler vouched for me nice. and vouched for the show. Um, he had been a guest on the show. We had wanted him forever because I look up to him because of all the work he did back at G4 back in the day. Um, so he was like at the high end of like people who I look up to in the space. He got on the show, loved the show and was like, you have something very special. Like if there are ways that I can help you, please let me know. Um, and I was like, man, I typed out something on Twitter. I was like, man, I got denied for my E3 pass again this year. It was like the third time in a row. He was like, hit me up in the DMS was like, I I will figure something out to get you to E3, to get you in. All you gotta do is figure out how to get there and do all the other stuff. And I was like, what Adam Susser is gonna help me do what? And he hooked me up. He figured out a way to get me into the show for the first time. And that was the foundation for me, understanding how to cover a big show. Um, how to go and like properly put in your credentials for any of that stuff. Um, and he, he like literally helped me like meet people in during the show, like walked me around. I was like, Khalif does a really fantastic show. Here's why you should pay attention to it. Alongside, alongside some other folks, we don't have time to talk about all of them, but mm-hmm. he was a major part of that, that transition into me going from fan in the industry to being in the industry proper and having people respect. The work that i was doing with spawn on me so like i love him to death like i i, I know people are like he's, he's salt and salty and whatever i there is nothing you can tell me about sus that, I, that i'm almost like i love that man yeah he understands and gets it in a way that a lot of people talk about wanting to do the work he's doing the work mm-hmm. um so i love him for that for sure
0: yeah and, and i'm i'm sure he saw something in you maybe that he saw in himself that you know that he was probably in those same boots like in a lot it was of the ways. baldness I guess, yeah. There's that, <laughs> but also like just trying to like grow in the space. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. I have kids that I mentor, like, uh, that I mentor, or and you know, I always try to like, um, at the time teaching them like theater and stuff like that. But now mm-hmm. I still keep in touch with them, and I'm just like, hey, you gotta like be your own person. Like, <laughs> you gotta like uh figure out what you like and how you're gonna make like how you're gonna make great art from that rather yeah. than worry about somebody else doing like telling you what to do and so like it, it's very interesting that you have like it seems like you have your own sid you know yeah <laughs> like, with, with adam Sessler. um and have you talked to adam recently at all you talk not I mean, um
1: probably some months ago like i will text him from time to time and just see how he's doing and, and be like i hope you're doing well i miss you mm-hmm. uh that kind of stuff uh, but yeah, we haven't had a chance to chop it up in like person in years now at this point because of the pandemic, which is stupid. But okay.
0: yeah, it'll change. Yeah, yeah. yeah I need got, I need you the gotta success. Make, you got to make it happen, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's gonna happen for sure. We'll, I'll find a way to get him incorporated into some more stuff that we're doing.
0: Yeah. All right. The last question that I have. um yeah. You mentioned Paris, Jill, and Adam right now. Yep. Uh, three very influential people in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, for a moment with me. Uh, yeah. Bear with me here um pretend like tomorrow's the last day you'll ever get to see him again you know um what is one thing that you want to tell each of those people uh that they need to hear right now
1: i would tell paris that he doesn't understand the importance that he has
0: to the space (laughs) You you were being sentimental, okay? I thought he was like I I thought when you le- when you led in with I don't think Paris really understands the <laughs> of like cooking. And I'm like, dude, you're not gonna see Paris anywhere. You to shit on him.
1: <laughs> I used- like yo, you suck at this. You suck at <laughs> cooking, and I hate your face. Yeah, but uh, no, nah, but I would tell him I was like he doesn't know how how bright his star is going to shine. Like I think you can see people who are like on the precipice of something really big and I think he's still there at that moment where he's gonna something's gonna happen very soon for him where like he's already on this kind of meteor you know this rocket kind of going uh, up like that I think it's just gonna continue to be bigger than that at some point where he's gonna really impact the world in a big profound way mm-hmm. um Jill I would say oof, man um I don't know like I for her, I think it's really interesting because there are very few people who know me as well as she does in the best ways and in the worst ways. Mm-hmm. Uh and I would say thank you for continuing to love me either way, which is great. Um, and for Sess, I would say thank you for, for thank you for, for giving me the ability to know that being smart isn't it, it, being smart is cool. And I think that was a big thing for me because for a long period of time, I was like, people would tell me like, like, I don't like you're smart, but like nobody cares about hearing smart content and like rem- seeing him do the work that he did over the years that he had, been, you know, crushing at G four. That's the thing I always came back to. I think it was one of the fundamental things about making Spawn on me was like, we didn't have to run around and make goofy faces and fucking jump around and make noises and shit. Like we could be smart and have really interesting fun nuanced conversations and be genuinely like excited about that about being smart Mm. um and i wouldn't have seen that in any other i didn't see any of that until i saw sesla's work Mm -hmm. so giving me the ability to continue to try to understand that smart is important and 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 showing intelligence and 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 showing nuance and, and and doing that kind of work and having deference to the industry like that that was fundamental to, to to me as a human being and to me as a as a content creator and me as the person who's running spawn on me now so th- those things definitely are, are the things i would share with them
0: nice yeah, yeah. and uh real quick like yeah, the being smart part it's like yeah. uh i've had i've struggled with that too because like um for the longest time i never really felt like i was totally smart and and then i i think it was later in life where i realized that like smart comes in like all different shapes and sizes sure yeah which is like really i I don't know i just thought that was a really interesting comment that you made there
1: yeah and i think a lot of people used to dig into it because of the way he used verbiage and language and stuff like that and i am not as eloquent in those ways and i don't want to be as as verbose in those particular ways but i think Mm -hmm. that you know when i think about kids who look like me back in the hood there's a conversation about like the the kid who's on the side who like uses the big word right who knows what the big word means and uses it anyway (laughs) yeah and he gets clowned a lot right and i'm like no be smart like those other kids are smart they're 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 smart in their own ways but they're versions of smart like you just talked about that are that are that are in that mix that you can uh, tap into and never be afraid to show how, how how intelligent you are uh even if the rest of the the space doesn't really um like or promote that right same way of being happy and being excited about being happy even if the space doesn't want to promote that you can still be that for somebody else and for yourself and it means something to those people and they'll listen to you for it so it's all those things for sure
0: yeah and paris is uh light shining bright like i saw at the moment he was on that xbox showcase like Mm -hmm. that was like he is going to be amazing. I think so too. And when yeah. you talked about Jill and, you know, our partners, I don't have a partner I've never had, yeah. I've never been in a relationship. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a whole story. If you ever want to hear <laughs> that one day of like why it's taken so long, but, sure. um, but you know, our partners are the people that know us like the most, I think. And uh, yeah, it seems like you have a really good circle of people.
1: I'm trying. Um, yeah. I'm learning a lot about myself. Um, and she gave me a very smart thing, and I'll end on that, is the, for for a long period of time, I was very, very alone. And I'm still alone a lot. Like, I don't have a lot of people in my life that I'm close to or tight with or speak to often. I don't have those bigger friend groups like that I have in that space. Um, and she, and she, I remember when we first met, she was like, you are not an island. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm not an island. And she was like, You don't remember how many people care about you. You don't, you don't really think about how many people are rooting for you. You don't understand how many people understand that you're great and you're not an island. And I was like, oh, huh. That's interesting. I don't think about that part. And if I'm not an island, they're not an island too. How can I be a part of their, their, their islands too? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and that changed a lot for the, the way that I maneuver, the way I think about the world now uh, my own personal feelings of self-worth, uh, in that space too. Um, so it, you know, she, she gave me some good, some good stuff in the uh, social work, social work business was working. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. Fucking social work working on me. I hate you for that, but it's great. And it's smart and, and you're, you're right about it. So yeah. it, that, that, that made it, that made it really good.
0: Yeah. Love that comment. Like you're not your own Island. Like, yeah. Love it. Love it. You gotta, yeah. you gotta be like Pangea come together. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yep. Anyway. Uh, wayward artists this has been the rewind part of the wayward world podcast we are now in the lightning round questions of the show it's a series of five questions i like to ask new guests on the show each and every week they're fun uh we'll try to make them quick <laughs> we'll probably talk about them for a, for a bit um khalif are you ready i am ready let's go uh, question number one what would be your perfect day
1: Ooh, perfect day would be i get to go on a boat early in the morning and go fishing i love to go fishing so nice. That would be my perfect day.
0: Dang. Ah, I miss fishing. I, I, miss haven't, fishing. I, haven't, done, I haven't done it it's like, since I was a kid, and I, that was a really good time. I, I think that would be a cool t- thing to do.
1: Love fishing. I just don't get a chance to go as much as I want to.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Question number two. What's a song that describes your life right now?
1: Uh, Annie yep by MOP it has a lot of that energy right now for my life. It yeah. is a very hype, reckless song. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has a lot of fight in it. It's a fight song. Oh. Um, but it's like, it speaks very much to the turbulence that is happening in my life and it's good turbulence. It's not even bad stuff. It's yeah. just like, everything is happening at once. And I am at, I'm in the most, uh, I am in the most, uh, ambitious part of my actual life right now in this moment. Yeah. What so was the song? What, what Ante was the up and up. up by M O P.
0: Nice. Uh, yeah. The Wayward Artist can check out that song on the playlist, Wayward Songs for Wayward Artists, where we've co- collected all the songs for guests and, on, in one little podcast. It's a hodgepodge. Uh, I love that. That's stuff. great. Yeah. Uh, question number three, what's your third favorite movie?
1: Third favorite movie is probably Hamburger Hill, which is a Vietnam movie. Uh, it is a story of this ragtag bunch of, of, uh, service people who are fighting in the Vietnam war. And there's this one hill that they want the American government wants them to take and they get getting wrecked up and down this hill. Like they keep Mm -hmm. like for days on end, they try to get up this hill, they get shot down and and beat up and they finally get to the top of the hill. um, And it it is not satisfactory for them, which is interesting. I have a a weird love of Vietnam movies, which is from my grandma, uh, which is also another weird connection there. (laughs) But um, yeah, I love that movie to death.
0: Nice. Yeah, Yeah. that sounds really interesting. I don't think we've had a war movie on the show yet. So congratulations. You're the first one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, war. No, no No. war.
0: war. (laughs) Uh, Question number four. What is your favorite ice cream topping or frozen yogurt or whatever gelato? (laughs) Oh,
1: rainbow sprinkles are my favorite. It snaps.
0: yeah there we go rainbow I mean,
1: sprinkles yeah my, yo jill gets in my ass about rainbow because I will like go to the store and be like yo we got to get we got to get <laughs> rainbow sprinkles she's like I don't understand why you like rainbow sprinkles like I, sprinkles at all
0: I've gotten that it, hate I've gotten that hate I rainbow
1: sprinkles add this little extra layer it's stupid because they don't taste like anything it's like you just put you know hard sugar on your ice cream yeah <laughs> but that crunch and that thing that brings me back to my my childhood of like running to the mr softy truck mm-hmm. and getting in to put sprinkles on my ice cream i wish i wish i had a soft serve machine in my house because then that would be perfect
0: <laughs> yeah i'm gay as fuck. that's why <laughs> i'm saying yeah, yo you know.
1: rainbow sprinkles on the shit. yeah yo
0: It's
1: um, the best thing on the planet
0: question number five uh yes. most important question on the show ha. uh speaking of candy left twix or right twix right twix all day all day Really? You right you twix. were you were very certain. <laughs> it always it's always
1: right Twix. Always right Twix. Right Twix because left Twix is um, saltier. Uh, it melts faster. Uh, and right Twix um, No, there's no real reason for okay. any of that stuff. That was no, I, I, thought, I, th-
0: I th- <sighs> no, dude, I believed that. Like the I, science
1: I, was the science was almost real for a hot <laughs>
0: second. You know, like some people thought like uh yeah, like the caramel theory, like one side has more caramel than the other, like on TikTok, you hear about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my my problem is less about right or left, and it's about size. It's gotten smaller over the years. Like really? all the
0: good candies have
1: mm-hmm. gotten smaller over the years. Like yeah. baby root, not baby Ruth, uh Um, shit, payday bars got smaller, which were my favorites. Mm -hmm. um like so many so many so many chocolate bars got smaller like all that stuff got smaller I'm like what the hell Reese's pieces got smaller like Reese's peanut butter cups got smaller I'm like
0: fuck you this is stupid well also because like well maybe it's because we're getting bigger you know maybe like our hands (laughs) and everything like maybe it was that was the size the whole time I've
1: had these hands for 10 for (laughs) God knows how long they've got them goddamn things smaller I want them (laughs) I want them 80 sized again yeah. This bullshit about making it tinier and then yeah. giving you the same I do, amount of money the, you gotta pay.
0: The comment about the Reese's, like I I, I specifically remember it being three cups. Yeah. Like, like the standard is like two. I'm like, yes. I'm like, I feel like I'm going crazy. Like <laughs> you know,
1: I'm see, we're here, we're here. We understand. Right. We've seen the matrix and we know that it's bullshit. <laughs> All
0: <laughs> right. Uh Wayward Artist, this has been the rewind. I catch it every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. I forgot. Uh there was 14 more days till Halloween. And yes. About a couple of days before that, before my Disneyland trip and my universal Ooh. trip to Universal Fright Nights. I, it's a whole vacation. Oh, you
1: know? that's so good. I'm happy that I found somebody else who loves Halloween just as much as I do. So oh, yeah. Great.
0: This is the bit, first time I'm going hard. Oh, uh, this is great. Yeah. And especially with the pandemic and everything. Um, catch us on podcast services everywhere. Anything with a cast at the end, we're there. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Just look up the Wayward World podcast because YouTube won't give us a URL yet. Um, Khalif, give us a plug. Uh, tell us where people where people can find you and give us a last word.
1: Yes. First of all, thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. This was super, super dope. Uh you you run you run a fantastically tight ship and it's good. Thank you. Um uh check out the show. Uh, we're on all the other things as well. Uh we're on all the all the channels, all the podcast apps, all that kind of stuff, our YouTube channel. Uh, youtube.com slash spawn on me we're trying to grow that as as fast as we can so please subscribe to that Mm -hmm. um we also do our show live on twitch every wednesday evening at 6 p.m pst at twitch.tv slash spawn on me so you can check us out there we're growing on instagram spawn me podcast over there and also we're running a ridiculous contest right now with our friends over at kit.co uh so a lot of folks will ask me often of like hey what stuff do you have in your studio to make your show um, and I send them there because it has all those things compiled. Um, so alongside our friends over at Xbox, our friends over at Logitech, uh, we're giving away, uh, a bunch of gear bundles from Logitech. We're giving away a controller from, from, from Xbox, we're giving away a go XLR, uh, uh, mixer, and we're also giving away a 4k 65 inch TV from TCL. Yeah. Uh, will this, in contest.
0: will this all still be valid in like when this is out in October? <laughs> if you well potentially
1: (laughs) uh on the 6th it'll it'll end on the 6th of october
0: oh geez well Uh, i think this episode is actually gonna get because like 14 totally fine yeah so you know For everyone who
1: just heard me say that part you can't win any of that stuff and that's totally fine (laughs) but it was amazing and also uh you should have been there uh earlier in the in the world and you should have followed my
0: show so that way you would have been able to get it but no, you can't follow follow khalif on twitter to see who won
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, follow, yeah, follow the see who won all the cool stuff that you did that you weren't able to get. But right. this won't be the first one. We're, we're going to do more of those in the future. And lastly, uh, be sure you're checking out the stuff that we're doing um, because probably towards the end of the year or maybe the beginning of next year, uh, we're going to do our Spawny's game of the year award show. Oh, um, it'll be the first show in history that will have two black hosts game of the award show. Uh, it'll hopefully all will get together and have all of it run by POC folks. Which nice. is also a first. Um, so yeah, lots of cool things coming down the pipe. And, and again, thank you so much for for having me yeah. and letting me share the spiel uh, yeah. out with everybody out in the world.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll have to connect because I would like to promote that. Uh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, do you have That'd any last good. words?
1: Yeah, I would tell everybody out there, please continue to support dope podcasters like like Sid. Like, definitely check out more work that 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 they're doing and making sure that they're paying attention to. All the stuff that's in POC spaces. I think, you know, a lot of folks currently have been talking about, you know, not getting, um, their voices heard, especially in the streaming spaces with hate raids and things that have been going out in the world. And, and so much energy around content creators who are not able to support themselves. We are lucky enough to be able to, um, have started to support ourselves through our connection to Fanbyte, uh, fanbyte.com. Um, but remember that, you know, a lot of folks out here are, are grinding really hard every day to bring you great content. Mm -hmm. If they're asking you to share out the work, please share out the work. If they're asking you to help them when they run a contest or they run like a promotion, um, that potentially gives them more visibility, please engage with that stuff. It, it really does make a difference to how people are able to kind of not think about the minutia of making the content and lets Mm -hmm. them just make the content. Um, So so please support uh, your favorite podcast, or your favorite content creator in all the ways that they ask you to. Um, And lastly, like, please just go out there and and get the vaccination. Please, please wash your hands, wash your butt. Please get the shot. Please do all that (laughs) stuff. Please social distance, wear your mask, all that kind of stuff. Um, I would really like to go out and hug more people very, very soon. Yeah. Uh, And I want all of you to be able to go hug people, too. So uh, well, that's that's my final word on all of that there. So all again, thank you, thank you so much for having me, fam.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming, uh, Khalif. Uh, Wayward Iris, Without further ado, it's been real.